0: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sew,
1: sew, 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 sewing out loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue, and I'm ZD Donahue. And I'm interrupting ZD. She is trying to sew, and I'm trying to make her record a podcast. Trying to make me work. Yes, that's right. She's making one of her swim shirts. Um. Today we're going to talk about storage and transportation of your sewing machine and um, you know nowadays with classes and RVs and <laughs> retreats and retreats, yes, all that jazz um, and going to your daughter's house or a relative's house out of town or something and 35 pounds sewing, Machines, And not only 35-pound sewing machines, but, like, 35-pound, like, two-foot-wide, not two, like, three-feet-wide, you know, sewing machines. (laughs) Sewing machines that will barely fit through a door. Um, (laughs) All of that, I think, brings along challenges that people don't always realize. So let's just go through a few situations here, Mom. Okay. What about... Bringing your machine in to your local sewing store mm-hmm. to be serviced. okay? Um, how would you recommend transporting that guy? <laughs> you thinking about the funny story? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about the funny story.
2: <laughs> uh, you, you know, you want it in your vehicle and you do want it somehow secured so it is not going to turn over.
1: And you know, they sell sewing machine luggage. Right. For all sizes of sewing machine and serger. Sewing machines also do have handles on them generally. Um, right. But a trolley or a piece of luggage can be worth it if you have a big well, machine. Especially if you've got an expensive yeah. machine.
2: I mean, why, why are you risking it?
1: Yeah, if you've got a $10,000 machine and the trolley costs two hundred, That's not very expensive get for it. a $10,000 machine. Get it. Right. Um, get the trolley. It will help just when you are dragging it through the door. Well, also... You know, you don't hit it.
2: Also, yeah. you can't... You know, we all said somebody, remember, drop their machine in
1: the parking lot. Yep. <laughs> drop their machine in the yeah. parking lot. That yeah, is I not think, covered by the gold standard. Right. No. <laughs> and, and I
2: think they were, like, maybe on a substance
1: <laughs> of some sort. <clears throat> but anyway... Next episode um, will be how to transport your machine while... while under the... Inf- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so be sober um, and then bring your sewing machine in. But it just protects it from accidental bums to have a trolley
2: right right you know? right it's and you know there's straps in there that you secure, you secure it with it's made for and it saves you right I, may, I mean those machines are awkward and they're big and they're not easy to hold on to so it, you know, it's not like you're a wuss because you can't carry your sewing machine. And I mean, they're, they're worse than carrying a 40-pound dog-a-bag... Bag, uh,
1: dog-a-bag dog, food. bag no. of dog food. Dog-a-bag <laughs> food.
2: Dog yeah, like dog food. Yeah, I like
1: dog-a-bag food. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, the machines are getting bigger, even if you don't have a really big machine. Something else about a case is it can just keep all your stuff together. Well, and you also have
2: computer screens on your yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. So you have screens that if they're poked or scratched or something... They might become non-functional. So if it's possible,
1: if you can, um, you have your you have your machine in your trolley or if it's naked, that's okay. The best place to put it in your car is as low as possible while still being protected. Like on the floor is really better than on a seat. Absolutely.
2: And up against the back of the front seat, like on the bed. It would be on the rear floor, yeah. up against the bags, because if you do have to stop or something, you know, it is up against the. Yeah, the, it's uh, just
1: fully right now. If you have a, if you do have one of those big machines in the trolley, sometimes it won't fit down in the floor. Right, but you're going to have to go to the trunk or the back of your SUV. But it's not going to fall over, you know, right. it's, if it's wedged in there, and that's what we, we don't want it to fall over.
2: I've wedged like a pillow in my, between mine before, uh-huh. or a blanket, just you know, to
1: make me feel better about driving with it right now there is the option to buckle it in but do be careful (laughs) we had somebody uh buckle their machine in too well and didn't get it out didn't they couldn't they couldn't get it out of the out of the car but just be careful also be careful with the seat belt buckle that it doesn't like hit your screen or right, something or like that, something. or scratch something. So, now
2: you know, you sh- that that machine shouldn't truly be naked. It should have its cover on, or wrap a towel around it, or something. It's just not a good idea to just throw it around.
1: Yeah, that that's very I mean, true. If you want it around for a while, take care of it. And if you're bringing in the embroidery unit to be repaired or serviced or just to a class, that's another thing where those trolleys come in handy because they will often have the option of having a bag. That the embroidery unit sits in, and then that embroidery arm is protected, right? Which is really important that it doesn't get knocked. You
2: don't transport with the unit on the machine. Good,
1: good point, Mom. Never,
2: ever, 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 never, ever,
1: ever, and there's no exception to that. No, never. Even if you have some little machine that's real small, like Sophia size, take that embroidery unit off while the machine's off. Even if you're just moving it in your house from like. One table to the other. Take the embroidery Take the unit unit off. off. You won't regret it. You might regret it if you leave it on. So Um, when you're traveling by car... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you said bringing in
2: for repair. The other thing is, bring in the bobbin you're using. You know, bring in your power cord. Mm -hmm. Bring in your power pedal. And don't think that the... uh, Even though, you know, you've purchased it at that... um, Dealer where you're getting it fixed, don't assume they have the parts. The other thing too is you want to take your accessories because you want to know your accessories work.
1: Right. So when you're transporting the machine in a car, make sure it's secured or it's on the floor. We don't want it falling over. And a trolley is best to keep that screen protected. But sometimes people fly with their machine. Right. So speaking of buying a machine <laughs> if you do plan on flying with the machine or moving the machine, if you know there's a move coming up, or you winter somewhere and summer another place, get the box when you buy the machine. Keep the box, yes. Yeah. Keep that foam.
2: Now, you can go and get some foam to go around your machine and at like a packing store or something, and they will... Really make sure it's packed well and all that. But it will cost you a couple hundred dollars yeah, just to get Yes, it's really that foam. expensive. Yeah, yeah. The
1: And the foam that the machines come packed in is molded it, to the honestly, shape of the machine. they have like a department, a technical department
2: that designs the packaging for your machine to be shipped in.
1: Now, I do get people who are like, I'm not moving. Right. I'm not flying with it. They don't right. want the box. Okay. But if you do have a little attic space or something where you can keep it. It's not a bad idea, even for the smallest of machines. I had a lady who uh, took a machine to Thailand. Right. And she didn't have the box, so she did buy a trolley. Now, it was a smaller machine. It was a Sophia. Right. It was not a gigantic, you know, machine. Right. But she packed in a bunch of, like, fabric around it. Right. And things like that, so that's a way to do it. And she didn't check it. She carried it on. Yes. Now you have that option if it's a smaller machine. Well, I was
2: going to say you have that. You have to check with your airline right. on all of that stuff. The other thing um, too is, if you really are going to travel a lot, if you're going to a lot of retreats, and you have a big, huge, humongous, you know, top of the line machine, you might not need that for the retreat. You might want to take a smaller machine. And many of our people have
1: their travel machine, so that that's common practice nowadays. Um, If you are uh, traveling with the machine, it's probably a good idea. If you're traveling a long distance, like we're talking about, sort of, you know, flying and everything, go ahead and take the needle out. Yes. You know, um, you put the presser foot down, you take the needle out. Uh, It doesn't need to be in there and get lodged or broken or something somehow. It's just kind of another, you know, issue. Right. Now, not everybody is as lucky as us and can keep their machines out to sew on all the time. Right. Sometimes you'll have to store their machines. But even we have our machines out and we have covers on them, right? Yeah. It's for for many reasons. Dust
2: is probably the major one. The other thing is UV light. Mm-hmm. Um, Your machine can, many of the plastics can become discolored. It won't hurt the machine, usually, if you... uh if you know the color changes but it may not be aesthetically pleasing either um if it's an inexpensive and not well-developed composite plastic type machine the sun can truly degrade the plastic right it can make it brittle brittle. right
0: hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music and one of the big things is a strong sense of place that's why i love my home state of south carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer
1: Probably smells bad in its case. Yeah, they <laughs> really smell bad for some reason. use you know, we've serviced all brands of machine in our store. <laughs> and-, so
2: if, 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 and here's something that's that's very interesting that I've learned years and years of being a dealer. If you sew in your laundry room, I hope it's well ventilated and it's not humid. Because we have had people come in whose machines have basically like been rusted. And we're like, where where do you... do you keep your machine and they'll inevitably say my laundry room or my basement that machine needs to be dry so if you're storing think about where you're storing that machine um we've also had people come in and say well my dog you know it's in the garage and the dog pees on it all the time if you don't you know (laughs) i'm not even addressing that (laughs) but uh you don't and if you're not using your machine you really need to get it out once a year and and move its mechanism move the parts around yes because that's what it's like having a car sit and if you don't turn on the engine all the oil drains to the bottom and it doesn't get to the you know the pistons and the movable parts and everything or the gears whatever and they're not lubricated. They'll, they'll freeze up on you.
1: Right. That's the only time we've ever had a problem with the baby lock serger, actually. That's right. With Somebody left in a closet for, like, three years. Yeah, and, it's you know, she gets the class, and we, we can't, like, move the hand wheels. Oh, it's been in my closet for three years. And we open the bottom up, and there's a bunch of, like, a bunch of, like, 150 ladybugs right. in the bottom. <laughs> well, serger. and the thing is, is people, you know,
2: that's the other thing when people say, Oh, but, you know, I've hardly used this machine. Well, that's not good for a machine. Yeah,
1: people will say it doesn't need to be serviced. Right. My mother had it for 30 years. She died eight years ago, and it hasn't be, been used since then. And I'm like, oh, right. I mean, maybe it ha- maybe it doesn't need to be serviced. But keeping that, yeah, using the machine, keeping it dry, keeping it away from harsh UV light, those are all things that you should do if you're storing your machine in your home now if you are away from your machine for a long time i'd recommend not getting out like some white satin to stitch on right away too right (laughs) Right. mom that's right yeah you might want to run some test fabric through there because there might be some uh some stuff that needs to get moved around you don't know
2: what kind of stuff it might be
1: that's right um the other thing is that
2: everything needs to be used to work and like i said I, and I said this before, and I, I'm 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 getting redundant on this. The other thing is, don't put your machine away dirty. Yes, no, okay? that you're not
1: being redundant because that's a really because good point. if there's
2: lint in there, uh-huh. that lint will suck the oil, up, you know, off of the things that need to be um, oil lubricated. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. The, the you know lubrication is being sucked into the lint. It wicks away. The other thing is, is I we have actually had machines come in where like. You can tell that people have, like, splashed coffee or soda on them. And, they like, there's this sugary substance or something. And you're like, what is this? You know, and the way to clean that off is with a damp cloth. Water or, you know, spray a little Windex Windex or something and spray it on the cloth. Never spray anything
1: on your machine. Right. Never spray anything on your machine. machine. But that's a really good point. If you are going to be away from your machine for a while, to clean it you know, and put, you know, a couple dabs of oil wherever that needs to happen before you put it away and you don't sew for a few months right. or you are out of town or whatever. You know, that is that is a really good point. And if you have a machine in your home that you don't use often, like maybe it's a a hand me down or a backup or something like that. Well if it's gonna be your backup when your other one needs to go in to be serviced or something, like mom said Maybe you should try that with a little something on it, uh, right, real right. quick.
2: Well, sometimes I, what we do is we sort of rotate machines. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll take one down and put the other one up so that we're using our backup machine.
1: Well, I think that it's important just to. It, it seems like common sense, but sewing machines aren't something. That we take to and from work every day, and so then when right. you do go to transport it, you're sort of like, oh gosh, she's, she's not ready for this, or she's naked, or or what do I do to protect her? You know, and and more and more machines aren't coming with the hard cases. No, they're you not. You know, they come with the dust covers and things well, and like if that. And they have a hard
2: cases, they're so heavy you can't lift right. them. Right,
1: so. and that's yeah, that's exactly why. Um, so. Anyway, do, you know, keep it in mind if you're going to be going to classes and taking your machine
2: to, right.
1: to keep it nice and The connected. other
2: thing I'd like to talk about is temperature. Just like a comput- most of your machines are computers nowadays, so you cannot leave that machine in a hot, hot car that's closed up just like you can't leave your dog in the hot, hot car that's, that's closed up or your computer or your phone. Now, you can leave it in a cold car. And that won't hurt it. The only thing is, is that you must let it come in and get to room temperature Aclimate. before you, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or you you could wind up with some yeah. Trouble. If you've
1: ever left your iPhone on your dashboard accidentally or something, and then it like won't turn on, <laughs> I didn't, right. that's happened to my husband. You know that. Yeah, that will degrade. That will degrade your computer parts.
2: The other thing is, some of us have significant others that say, "Oh, I'll move your machine for you," or "Oh, I'll bring your." Ma- If they really don't know about that machine and no, I mean they're likely to bring you know not take that embroidery unit off or throw that embroidery around and not know that it's got an arm that's movable and go. So if somebody's not familiar with the machine, I don't know it's a good idea to let them move it
1: or show them how you know or pack it up or whatever. That's a really good point. Well, for right now, I think I'd like to do a little bit of listener mail. Um, so, I'd like to give a shout out to Diana and Alexis and their uh, mother-daughter team, uh-huh, like us. And I think they're from Delaware and Maryland. I, I thought I it might have been our Diana, but go ahead. No, wrong Diana. I'm sure actually. Hey Diana. Hey, Di- yeah. <laughs> all of our all of our Dianas. I didn't want to say last names on the air. But um Diana ordered some stuff from our website for her daughter and uh, I actually got to talk to her on the phone and she said that her daughter really enjoys the podcast and made her listen to it and that now she likes it too. So that makes me happy that her daughter made her listen to it and she likes it too. And I'm very happy that we have another mother-daughter team, you know, who is enjoying the podcast as much as we are and I'm we sure do get
2: feedback occasionally that uh people like the different perspective um generation perspective
1: right right so i didn't i didn't like you know, i
2: think like youthfully and mallory doesn't
1: you do, i don't understand certain things <laughs> that's or, right okay well <laughs> I know, I what think, i'm saying I is i think i'm <laughs>
2: vibrant and energetic and youthful in my thinking and You could be the fuddy dud sometimes.
1: Oh, I am. I am totally a fuddy dud sometimes. (laughs) And then I have a second piece of actual, like, kind of listener mail. And this is from Leslie. And she commented on the Feel Free to Compliment Me Ginger Jeans episode. Uh And she said, the buttonhole stitch and the blanket stitch are different. And so... (laughs)
0: <laughs> she, yeah.
1: She sent a, a really cool article. Why along, did we say they were the same? Well, yeah. On the ginger jeans episode, remember we talked about how Jane wasn't sure why the buttonhole stitch was called the buttonhole stitch, and it's similar to the blanket stitch, and Jane... Well, had, it's somewhat similar, I guess. Well, yeah. They, uh, Leslie sent a really good... Well, to be... Okay, Explanation. So, to clarify, I really just thought they were the same thing, which is why my ginger jeans have a blanket stitch for the buttonhole, I guess. Um... <laughs> But Leslie sent a link to heritageshop.com uh-huh. with a really excellent diagram and of of blanket stitch, different types of blanket stitches, and then also the buttonhole stitch. And the buttonhole stitch has an extra like knot in it that is not on my jeans. Um, because <laughs> I didn't Cause know. Because you did your button with the blanket. I stitch. did my buttonhole with the blanket stitch, and it's it's fine. But uh, I can see how this would be Even more better, more durable, and so. Anyway, if you ever want to correct our knowledge of hand sewing, that might be something that needs to happen
2: every once well, in a while. Well, you know, sometimes, too, it's not clear what is right or what well, is wrong. I'm sure Different there things are practiced in different areas. And that's why. I, I, I do believe she's right.
1: Yeah, and that's why I really like that um, she sent us an article. She wasn't. Just like she this just didn't is say you don't know who,
2: what you're doing, you crazy people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. So
1: thank you, Leslie. I appreciated the link to the article, and I'll be l- using that site as a resource too because it looks good. Um, and so anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, visit us at on Instagram at ZD Sewing Studio. You can go to SewingOutloud.com to see all the podcasts in one place. Or you can go to sewhere.com/slash shop where we sell a lot of the things that we sell in our store, we use every day and talk about here on the podcast as well. So thanks for listening. So so long and so happy.
0: Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com.